got love for you, man. Okay. What are we talking about? You know, I'm not here to start any trouble. I'm only going to say nice things about you from now on. I think you're handsome, and I think you're a wonderful host. I'm fat and I'm overweight. Just don't say anything silly. I was waiting for you to say that. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny? I take this serious. You know, I don't want y'all to take anything out of context that I'm saying. He's very funny. He likes to joke around a lot. As a personality and as an entertainer, yes. This is going to be really quick. I'm not taking any questions. Go ahead and get comfortable. I'm going to talk for a little bit. You're listening to Cabbie Presents, the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Cabbie Presents podcast. Thanks for sticking with me. Thanks for the reminders on Twitter and the gram about more podcasts. I've been busy again with the Cabbie Presents segments on the TV side for SportsCenter, but I'm dedicated to getting some cool stuff out to you. So before we get to this conversation with Max Domi, a quick story from New York. So I want to spend some time with the homie Milos Raonic, who's a tennis player. And for those that follow tennis know that he's not competing in this year's U.S. Open because he had to get surgery on his wrist. So I was in New York. And a few years ago, I used to be an avid listener of the Joe Rogan podcast. And he always used to talk about the comedy cellar and going to the comedy cellar. So on a random Monday night, the same day as the eclipse, which... I looked at the sun probably five or six times. I know I'm not supposed to. I remember in grade three looking directly into the sun. I'm like, oh, couldn't see the eclipse, obviously with the naked eye. And did that do damage to my eyes? Maybe. Um, Now as a grown man, will it damage my eyes? Maybe. There was a random, I was in the Lower East Side, and there was a guy who ran this bar, and he had like a uh, welder's mask. He had a welder's mask that he was just letting people use to look at the eclipse. It was cool. Looked at it for like seven seconds, then I kept it moving. Anyway, that night, I go down to the comedy cellar to try to catch the 930 show. It's sold out. Try to get on the waiting list, also packed. So the guy says, come back at 1030, get your name on the waiting list for the 1130 show. I do that. Get my name on the list, come back at 1130 to see if I can get on standby because, of course, the tickets are sold out. So it's a random night. When I get there at 11.30 to see if there are spaces still available, there's a bar on top of the Comedy Cellar. Now, this is the one on McDougal. There are two Comedy Cellars. I went to the one on McDougal. So up in this alcove by this bar is Jeff Ross, who's known from the Comedy Central roast. He's the roast master. There's John Mayer, who is like a folk. I mean, you guys know who John Mayer is, folk singer. Uh, whose resume with the ladies probably rivals Derek Jeter. I know it sounds like sacrilege, but if you look at the people he's been attached to, like, my guy might be in the Hall of Fame. And then there was Dave Chappelle. They're up there smoking and, and talking and stuff. I was like, man, maybe Dave Chappelle will make a random appearance. The reason I went to the cellar is because there are, like, massive A-list comedians that do sets randomly at the cellar. Sometimes when a comedian is hosting Saturday Night Live, they'll work on their monologue at the cellar, whether it's Louis C.K., Chris Rock, Kevin Hart, Amy Schumer. That's where they'll put in some work. So I go in and by myself sitting next to this dude, Kevin from San Francisco, who's a tech guy. Shout out to Kevin. It's very small. It really is a cellar. Maybe 100 people are in there and the comedian, the, the host is great. Next two comics are great. And then he's like, all right, 
Make sure your phone's away. This is the host speaking. We have a very special guest. Now, there were like eight or ten comics on the lineup that night. And when Dave Chappelle took the stage, they weren't getting any time. And that was okay with them because we watched Dave Chappelle perform for an hour and 45 minutes. My dude, he came in with a couple of set piece jokes that he was working on, including like going to a a sex shop to buy a present for his friends, like a couple, which was like a 20 minute story. It was excellent. And then he was just riffing on random things in the news, like the eclipse. So the cool thing was everybody is fully focused on Dave Chappelle and nobody is like recording and nobody's got their hand up annoyingly and you see the blue light from a distance trying to record a story on on IG or on Snapchat. We're just focused on Dave Chappelle. And as he's delivering his jokes, there are times where he's thinking about the next joke or concept so you can throw questions at him. So after I left the show, and I'll get back to the question I threw at him, I spent about 20 minutes on McDougal Street trying to write down every joke or every concept that he, that he delivered in the hour and 45 minutes so that I could tell you guys. That's the only reason why I did it. So the question I asked Dave Chappelle was, will he buy any big baller brand shoes? And he said, I'm wearing Kanye. So he's wearing the Boost 350s, the white on white on whites. I don't know what they're called, but... Uh, those are the joints he was rocking. They look fresh out the box. And he said he went right to the top to get those sneakers. And then he imitated having a conversation with Kanye. And he's like, Kanye, is this a good time? This is a, a short recap of the set that he did at the Comedy Cellar on the Monday. He had an eclipse joke. He's like, uh, never in the history of the recorded world have thousands of people gone blind after looking at an, an eclipse. Probably true. There might be some documentation somewhere, but it's probably true. He had this Donald Trump joke about missing a slam dunk with the, his on many sides comment. I'm not going to get political here. This is just I'm just retelling what Dave Chappelle was telling was uh, the jokes he was saying. And he said, and I'm quoting like white. He had this concept white men believe in themselves so much so that a white man was named woman of the year in 2015 or 2016. Of course, he's talking about Caitlyn Jenner. I mean, it's it sounds terrible. No, it, it doesn't sound funny with me telling it, but trust me, in the moment, it's amazing. Uh, he had this joke about uh, parties where the candy is uh, Tony Ayo's for your nose, and then other parties where they're more they're edibles in the form of Mary Jane. And he's pantomiming and embodying Rick James in the story. And then he said when MC Hammer did the version in like, 1990, you can't touch this with the same beat. That was about weed parties. And I had no idea. But I learned something. Okay, he had a joke about if white people get rid of Muslims, then we have to kill the Amish. For the last 30 years, he's been avoiding the herps. A good idea. He asked the audience how big they thought his family jewels were. And a Canadian guy said medium. And Dave was like, no, 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 the options are big or small. And uh, props to that Canadian guy for having the courage to answer that question of how big he thought the family jewels were. I know I'm butchering this retelling, so I'll just end it with this last one. Oh, by the way, Dave Chappelle smoked an entire pack of cigarettes. This room, again, is only like 100 people, and air conditioning is not great. So 
I'm getting his secondhand smoke. I'm breathing in the carbon dioxide from everybody else in the room. I mean, I suppose we all are. And then the AC is just oscillating in this kind of circular pattern. So for sure, I'm getting lung cancer. Thanks, Dave. And the last joke that I can remember is he was retelling a story from being at a dinner party and Stevie Wonder was saying grace. And Stevie Wonder's grace was so long. Chappelle was starving. His grace was so long that Chappelle, in the middle of it, or at some point, just decided to start eating. And then Stevie Wonder stopped grace. So Chappelle's like, is he actually blind? In his very Chappelle way, which was great. So the next day, the Tuesday, I had tickets to go see Dave Chappelle at Radio City Music Hall. As part of the 17 days he was performing, I got tickets, so I went. Solange was the musical guest. She was amazing. She's Beyonce's younger sister. And the women in the crowd were dancing, kind of like my mom, whereas if you picture somebody on the deck of a boat waving goodbye at the people on shore, like kind of swaying back and forth, maybe like a palm tree, that's how my mom dances, and that's how these women were dancing. They were just in that vibe. Darnell Rollins was an opener. There's another guy named Kevin something. He was really funny. He had this great joke about the subway. And then it was Dave Chappelle. The concert feel, it was kind of like a party. The DJ was like playing all these really memorable hip-hop songs and everybody was singing along. So it felt like a party. So Chappelle comes out, does a solid tight minute, or uh, hour. So, you know, the only joke that was repeated was he had a little thing about the eclipse and then he had a different Donald Trump joke, and then he had more stuff on the transgender community. And again, in the abstract, as I'm saying this to you and you're listening, it doesn't sound funny. But in the moment, because Dave Chappelle is such a genius with his choice of words and the way that he crafts his jokes, it's hilarious. Had the crowd just doubled over. He had a great joke about Cleveland, Ohio. Actually, that's the one he opened with, and it crushed a couple days later, I'm on IG and I'm on Cardinal Official's Instagram feed. So I went to see Chappelle on the Monday at the cellar for like 20 bucks or 27 bucks. Tuesday, I went to Radio City Music Hall. I had pretty good seats. So I was in on the first level and the way that they assign the seats or section the seats, it goes like double A, double B, double C as you move away from the orchestra, away from the stage all the way to double Z, and then it's single letters, A, B, C, D, E, all the way to the back of the venue. So I was in row KK, and my tickets were like 160 American. Um, in the row in front of me, about six rows to my left, was Busta Rhymes. I was like, wow, that's Busta Rhymes, that's cool. Like, I've never seen him in real life, just seen him in music videos. And I was close to an aisle, I was about two seats over from an aisle, so across the aisle, and I'm like pretty close to the center, of the, of the room, four rows down is most deaf. I'm like, most deaf. I just kind of like, oh, that's pretty dope that he's here. The Wednesday shows the show that Cardinal Official was DJing at with his partner in crime, Cypher Sounds, and got a crew called Celebrity Marauders. So I'm on his feet. So Darnell Rollins performed, Chris Tucker performed, and... Talib Kweli performed, and the special guest that night was Jerry Seinfeld. So you had two comedic legends in the same night gracing that stage at Radio City Music Hall. Must have been amazing. I had legit FOMO. I was like, ah, I should have went to the next. I mean, you don't really know because Chappelle's 
Shows are always shrouded in secrecy and mystery, and you don't know what you're getting. The show I went to was great. I'm sure that one was legit. And if that's the show that ends up on this fall's Netflix as the Dave Chappelle special, I'm sure it's going to be tremendous. So that was my trip to New York. One final shout out to Halal Guys. It's a food truck in New York. I went to the one at 53rd and 6th four times in four days. It's like seven bucks and you get so much food. You get a huge amount of rice and I get the common plate chicken and gyros and I just murdered it. I would consider flying back to New York this weekend just to eat halal guys. And there, there's a few around the city, but that one at 53rd and 6th and those guys have it like a legit operation. They've got it like it's a full food factory. It's impressive. And now the main presentation for your ears, the young man who endeavors to bring the Coyotes to Stanley Cup glory walks into the booth right now. Up in the studio. And I remember this other time where uh, I used to always get on punishment and told not to use the phone. You know, I'm honest. I, I'm, I'm literally giving people a picture of what I went through at all aspects mm-hmm. of my life. Honestly, almost anything goes. It's amazing to, you know, to step into the ring with someone like, like him. Who are you and uh, where do you come from? And may I ask? I've never been formally introduced to this young man, but his name carries weight in this country and definitely this city. Young Max Domi impressed the country with a brilliant performance in the 2015 World Junior uh, Hockey Championship Tournament. It's a nice Russia versus Russia, by the way, (laughs) in the championship game. And uh, a a byproduct of the London Knights uh, with a famous hockey father, he endeavors to continue chasing his hockey dreams with the Arizona Coyotes making his debut to the Cabby Presents podcast. Max Domi, welcome, sir. Thank you very much for having me, Cab. You're handsome in real life, dude. <laughs> like, I did a deep dive on your IG, and I was like, man, this dude is, like, I know this is a strange place to start with this conversation, first time really meeting each other. There's, like, uh, Sagan, I mean, who was in, like, the, the ESPN body issue. I think Cagliano a long time ago was in the body issue. When will you be making your appearance in the ESPN, the magazine, the body issue? Whenever you do. I'll wait okay. for you. I'm trying to keep up <laughs> Guy, with you. Prince Fielder was in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's a big dude. Yeah, yeah. You're, hey, you're I don't upset. know. If, I don't you're know. If, I don't know if they have enough talented artists to like Photoshop out all my stretch marks <laughs> because it's just like a. I made a career of just eating junk food after 2 a.m. Like it. I did last night, my love dude. It. Yeah, I was catching up on. I was binge. What am I binge? I was catching up on um, Ray Donovan. Oh yeah, what a show. murdering a bag of chips. Like, nice. why am I doing that to myself? What kind of chips? Ruffles. Oh. That's my jam, all dressed. Classic. Uh, yeah, thank Love you. Love it. So when, when people uh, meet you for the first time or when they see you, whether it's an airport or like you're at the mall or the movies, do they want to talk about your dad, Ty Domi? Do they want to talk about you playing in London? Or do they want to talk about um, the beautiful young women that you befriend and you celebrate on IG? Because <laughs> God damn you. I mean, that's just a wonderful <laughs> skill that you have. <laughs> Thank you. No, honestly, man, like it's uh, it's fun. But first question is always: if I'm in Toronto, most people are like, oh, huge fan of your dad. Like if that's like the older the older crowd, then there's like some World Juniors people in there. Then there's like the odd London Knight fans, and then you get the Arizona Coyotes fans, which I mean, out in Arizona, no one really knows who I am, so it's perfect. Oh, <laughs> it's wow. great. We have a lot of fun out there. But uh, back home, I mean, it's nice to just I mean, kind of give back a little bit and 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 see some people out in the city here. Speaking of Arizona, I know that uh, just before we got on, we were just 
kind of talking about James Harrison's uh, Instagram yeah. account. And there's this gym in Arizona. Uh, what's the gym called? I believe it's Exos. I could be wrong, but that's where all the football guys work out. Now, have you done a workout in there? Uh, I mean, not that kind of workout. I can't keep up with those guys. But, yeah, we do. Uh, like When we first get back, so tomorrow I'll, I'll probably do my first workout there on Thursday. So are you doing, like, the sled? Like, uh, describe your, I mean, you know, the, I, I imagine, well, in all professional sports, explosiveness is, yeah. is, a, is a key asset to your performance. And I'm sure you do those kind of Sure. Uh, those kind of drills or whatnot. So are you out there either, like James Harrison was doing the volleyball medicine ball. Type. You see that one? Yeah. Oh my, like yeah. I don't even know how, like that, that medicine ball looked like it was about 40 pounds. Yeah. My guy's launching it over as though they're friggin' Tom Cruise and Top Gun. I know that's a data reference for you because you were born <laughs> after the movie came out. But playing volleyball out there, yeah. dudes are throwing around friggin' boulders or whatnot. Are you doing those kind of exercises? No, uh, absolutely activities? not. You don't realize how big those guys are until you're right next to them. Like we talked about, I mean like, Harrison is an absolute monster. Like, you would never want to mess with that guy. And never. Like, hockey players are in pretty good shape. Like, we think of ourselves as pretty big guys. Like, whatever. Well, not me, but, like, most guys are pretty big. Um, and then all of a sudden you're sitting next to either a basketball guy or especially a football guy, and you're like, oh, geez, like, that guy's a big boy. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you can't really compare the two, and there's no chance anyone in the NHL could ever throw a med ball over a volleyball. Yeah, <laughs> like that. That's just insane. Did you see the thing? Uh, I don't know if it was, uh, it was either Max Talbot or, or Chris Letang's. Uh, oh, Latang against Terrell Owens? Yeah, Terrell Owens. Oh, wait. Doing no, the mirror, prime, the mirror prime exam. He did pretty good for the first like two seconds, and then he was gone. Yeah, like, so for people who haven't seen it, it's Terrell Owens on one side, and then Max, uh, oh, sorry, Chris Latang is trying to mirror Terrell Owens' movements. So he does a couple of like moves, and then explodes to his right, and then Matt, uh, Chris is supposed to follow him, and then Terrell does a couple other moves, and then Latang falls down, and then yeah, Terrell like, whips, yeah. whips off. I mean, and that dude is, I don't know, he's 42 oh, or crazy. something? He's a machine. And he still looks like his body was made out of marble. Yeah. Was exactly. there ever a, t- a time in your life, Max, that you wore a full white one piece? Do you ever see this with Terrell Owens? No. My guy was out in warm ups in a, just a t- like it was like um, you know like uh, bobsledders. Okay. Or like uh, full jumpsuit. Eh? Full jumpsuit. Yeah, just a one piece, and it was just white. Wow. It's bold. I respect <laughs> that. <laughs> Can't really pull that one off, but I mean, I'll talk to you if you can. So, okay, so you said tomorrow you're going to go yeah. and uh, work out. So what is, like, leading up to the to the season, you have about a month before you yep. guys are, are like, the season begins. Yeah. What kind of training are you doing at this point? Yeah, I mean, camp starts, she's like, the 14th of September, so we've got a couple weeks left. But uh, it, now it's just you don't want to get hurt. So it's pretty pretty chill stuff and just make you feel good, and you don't want to, I mean, risk, like, lifting too much weight trying to be a hero. At this point, you're not going to get much gain out of that, so... Just making sure your legs are ready to go, and I mean, skating is a little bit different than walking and running. So, um, getting your lungs ready to go for for a two game season schedule is uh, is fun, but it's tough. I know you're a I know you're a boxing fan, and <laughs> just looking at uh, like the conditioning for those dudes, I, I don't know I don't know who are the best conditioned athletes, whether it's soccer players, boxers, or anybody just combat sports or hockey players. Like it's 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 got to be a toss. combat sport guy. Those guys are. I know. Imagine they have to fight. Yeah. As well as like just have the endurance to last, but yeah. you're also getting punched in the face. Like twelve rounds of that. That's I mean, if you watch that fight, you probably did, right? Yeah, the that McGregor was, Mayweather that was fight. Insane. Yeah. That was insane. Like you got to respect those guys for that. Yeah, I mean, and and I respect McGregor for going. I mean, he's oh, yeah, an amateur, 100%. and he's like, I'm gonna go fight the best ever in, in that weight class. Young in there, he's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. then you know you could see how like my guy was gassed from like the fifth oh, round. Yeah. He on. was he was in one at that point, and yeah. then Floyd was just like smiling at the camera, know, like, winking at people like yeah, outside of the ring. It was funny. That's unreal. Did you uh, lose or do you lose anyone in that fight? No, I don't bet on sports ever. 
not allowed to say anything, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't bet on anything. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you guys have a fantasy football pool, though? Of course we do, yeah. I was talking to Joel uh, Ward, and he said he's got he's still in a fantasy pool with like the guys from Nashville. Like my guy was playing with Nashville in like '09 or something, really, eh? and he's still in that pool. It's 2017. That's impressive. So how deep? Like, do you guys do a keeper league, or do you guys do uh, a league where you redraft every year? I mean, like, I've only been in the league for two years, so it's it's been a redraft every year. And I'm Good. not like a huge huge guy in the fantasy world, but there's some guys that take it really seriously. And Shane Doan, who I'm not sure if you ever met, but like he's like the best guy ever. But his kid is like 16 years old, and he does his entire fantasy thing, and he wins every year. So, oh wait, his kid drafts for Shane? Yeah, the whole thing. So, I mean, some and that's guys, allowed. You like bring in the ring. I know it's, like, it's, it's a little bit of a shady area, so we're, we're, we're not sure. But uh, no, it's fun. I mean, it's a great way to kind of get into the, the team spirit at the start of the year. The boys are buzzing about the football season starting, and it's fun. You mentioned Shane, a uh, longtime captain. Now that he's no longer with the team, who's mm-hmm. who will now fill the role of the glue guy on the Arizona Coyotes? You know what? I mean, a guy like Donor, who's like Mr. Perfect in every way possible <laughs> in life. Like he's he's just so genuine, so nice, and so cool. Um, he works his he works his butt off every day, and I mean, a guy that we all look up to, right? So, I don't think one person is going to be able to fill that void. It's going to be a, a collaborative effort. We're going to need our whole team to get even close to what what he did for us. So it's going to be a little bit weird for the first bit, but. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he's he's gonna kill it. Whatever he decides to do in the future. Every dressing room has a comment, like has you know the veterans, the guys you know, mm-hmm. like 10, 12. You're like Shane, yeah. And then there's a cro- always a crop of young guys for sure. So like within the young guys, you know, I mean, not you know every time you guys go out for food, not you know all 23 dudes aren't going to the same restaurant no, or whatever. No, you know, no. it's got your little pockets. Yeah. So who's like who are like the dudes? Like who's the guy on your team that you text the most? Like even now in the summertime, either you guys are in a group chat or yeah. just like. I mean, we've had a couple of group chats going, but Anthony Duclair probably. He's one of my best buddies. Um, I'm not sure if you know who that is, but he's... Yeah, he's, I, I haven't met him, but I, I know I'm aware. He's a good dude. Um, I mean, we go back to the World Juniors together, but uh, he's he's funny. We we butt heads pretty much every day. The boys, get, the boys get a kick out of it, but then, uh, I mean, we're, we're it was his birthday the other day, and I was calling him. We just turned into a five-minute FaceTime video of us just roasting <laughs> each other. So we have fun, but, uh, I mean, honestly, you, you have so many different levels of, of friendship with, with all your different teammates, and... It's amazing how a guy like Donor, who's 40 years old, can get along with a guy like Jacob Chikrin or Clayton Keller that's 18 years old. It's, that's the coolest part about, I mean, an HL locker room is, is everyone gets along and there's all kinds of different ages. And <laughs> Donor's daughter was the same age as Chikrin and Keller. So it's like, oh boy. She's 18. Yeah. How off limits is she? Oh, she's not even an option. Oh, not my, even she's in option. Fort Knox, basically. 100%. Yeah. yeah. No, you can't, can you like even say hi to her? Nope. Nope, nope, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Just like you have to like avert your eyes yeah, when she's yeah, in uh, yeah. downstairs in the, in yeah. the uh, concourse or whatnot. You might, might as well compare her to being like your sister because that's as close as you'll get. Like, could you imagine? Yeah, no, that, no, <laughs> no. Wow. Um, okay, so on for a very long time. I, I don't know. Did you ever play with uh, with Biz? Did you have one year with Biz? So my my first camp oh, no, when I was not. when I was eighteen, I got caught actually, and he. Uh, he was on the team that year. That was his Paul last Bissonnette. year. Yeah. And now he's coming back, I think. He's coming back to work with us. Oh, is he? I, I think. I don't want to, like, don't quote me on the air, but okay. I, I hope he is. Knock on wood. Yeah. Is there, like, I mean, in hockey uh, vernacular, the term beauty is applies to many people. I'm sure you have, you've had many teammates that you consider a beauty. 100%. Is there, now, in my experience, the, the biggest beauties that I've interacted with. Is, is there with, a bigger beauty than Paul Bizonet? No, I don't think no so. Chance. No like, chance. Like, Claude is close. Have you been, well, I don't, I don't know if I don't, you know G. I don't know G enough, but I've heard nothing but good things. Oh, G is, he, he's. He's a man. Eh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh. 
I was in London, your, one of your uh, backyards, um, with uh, Drew Doughty the other day, and he's, oh, he's an right absolute, there. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's my guy. I don't think I'm not sure the last the last time he put his teeth in. Yeah, he's the man. Like those two front teeth, like yeah. maybe for like an under. And have you have you seen the dude? Oh yeah, the dude is leaned out. Like oh, yeah. he was. He's. I don't know how he, how he did it. Like you obviously, have to, you have to play tennis. You talk about tennis at all with him? No. Oh yeah, he plays tennis all the time. Really? Yeah. So who knows? That might be it. What's the What's the sport that you're the second best at? Second best? Jeez, I was a big lacrosse guy. Growing really? up, played a lot of lacrosse. Like um, out, uh, box lacrosse both. or box Bo- and field. Okay. Field was more at school. Box, I played for like Memico growing up. So a lot of fun with that. Um, soccer was was huge. Um, I mean, football. I I never got to really get into too much, but I like football a lot. Uh, being from oh, what did I see? Uh, oh, on your IG as I was doing the deep dive, totally creeping on you. I'm deep sure I got dive. a couple of. I probably sent you a DM by accident. <laughs> uh, but uh, oh, you were in the uh, the batting cage at the Sky Dome. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you, do you, I mean, I think it was, was last summer. Yeah, last summer. That's the, probably the Biosteel guys. We all went out there. Sick. That yeah. I can imagine that's like a childhood dream for like any kid is like yeah. to take BP at the Sky Dome. Any kid, yeah. any kid, anyway. Yeah. Um, did you, how close did you get to the warning track? Honestly, I hit the wall like two or three times. Oh yeah? Like, on a was, bounce I, I, or, or like no bounce? Uh, on no bounce. bounce on a couple, but then like bounce on <laughs> most of them. But like Taylor Hall hit one out that day and like Halsey's, I mean, I don't know if you know Halsey at all, but he's pretty jacked. And I, and honestly, I never played baseball growing up. So oh, more, like a, more really? like a golf swing. So I think I was getting under a little too much, but. Dude, that's amazing. Dude, like trying to hit that out and seeing what those guys do. It's, it's pretty incredible. Okay, so let me get back to your fitness real quick. Um, okay. As you've partnered with Asensia and your, your, I mean, I'm speaking with you today because you're uh, a part of this campaign. Yep. Um, and I don't know how, like, what are the dietary restrictions that you have dealing with as you have type 1 diabetes? Yeah, so, I mean, I guess the whole point of, of me being here is I'm, I'm actually partnering up with, with Asensia and um, we're launching this new campaign. It's called the Light It Up campaign. And um, this new meter, it's an unbelievable state-of-the-art meter that I actually use for my diabetes, test my blood all the time, but... Is it um, on your phone? It, it links it like to your a- phone. So there's, you know, there's an app for everything now, man. And for like, sure. Yeah. For, for this, it's, it's, it's pretty sweet because like, you can just look at your phone. And I mean, everyone's on it 24-7 anyways. So why not have all your medical stuff on there too? And, and, and they did a great job with that. And uh, we made a really cool commercial or whatever you want to call it nowadays, uh, just a video of me ripping around. And it's more of the creative side of things. So I'm not sure how I did with my performance, but it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> you can go check that out at uh, poweredbyaccuracy.ca. And uh, for every share of that video... Uh, essentially is actually going to donate a dollar. So, um, I mean, is there, great, wait, is there on your Twitter account or your Instagram? It, it'll be all over. Oh, my, you haven't released my it stuff. Yet. No, not yet. Oh, I mean, okay. I, you can go check out that website and you can, you can share that as much as, as much as you can. And they'll get a tally on that. And, and we'll just, I mean, raise the roof on, in terms of just raising as much money as possible. So Max, how do you, so do you do the, and, and pardon me, pardon for my, my ignorance. Do you, yeah. when you, you take your in, insulin, do you, do you like, is yeah, it a pen? Yeah, I, I use a pen injection. I it was on a pump for like seven years, but I'm now on injections, so. And where do you, where do you physically? Anywhere. Eat? You can stick that thing anywhere you want, literally. Like Not anywhere, but most places. Like if you're, your, your neck or your traps or you're just, your, <laughs> your, your thigh. <laughs> I mean, I haven't tried the neck. That'd be kind of cool, but. Um, I have some Game of Thrones <laughs> tip. <laughs> yes. Have you seen the? Are you are no, you up to date? I'm, man, I'm not a Game of Thrones guy. Oh my god, you dude, you're in I'm, minus one percent of the population. I know, I got to figure it out. But Ozark, have you seen Ozark? Ozark yet? Yeah, I'm, I, I finished dude, Ozark. Ozark's nice. Yeah, that was. Yeah. It's it's like a nice comp. Like for people that were really into um, uh, uh, Breaking Bad, it's like yeah. almost like a complimentary piece. Yeah, not quite like a, as. It's like a darker version of that. You I think thought, darker? Right. It's pretty dark. Yeah, I don't know. Walter White just that was yeah. some real there's yeah, some real issue in there. 
Yeah, uh, that's fair. So wait, uh, so Game of Thrones now at this point. That's my next. That is my next target. Man, I gotta get dude, that it. is literally weeks of a commitment to catch up. Yeah, is it, I know. We just finished season six. LeBron's are six or seven. I think six. Are they? I think. But they're like hour long episodes, right? Man, the last one, the finale was like one twenty. Wow. How That's good, you, though, because like if you're going to put that much time and commit to it, like you don't want 42-minute episodes. Here's the thing. Season 7, I believe it, I think it was 7 season or maybe 8, but the, the final season, they're not airing for like a year and a half. So there's time to catch up when you're in those random, yeah. the Minnesotas and the Tampas, when there's yeah, nothing to do. For sure. You know, and then you could just like, you catch up in that regard. I was going to ask you about, um, so, so this summer uh, in the sports world, I feel like the NBA kind of dominated... Headline or interest from sports fans, you know, people. Some there are there are baseball purists, but like as far as like the gossipy yeah, soap opera yeah, stuff, NBA sure. had it, no doubt. In your league, do you wish that the players were more? Um, I don't know if celebrated is the right word, but if the players were the players were more uh, promoted as as the star versus the game promoted as the star, whereas in the NBA. As an entertainment product, they're like, these are our stars, like they're our movie mm-hmm. stars, and then the game is secondary. I think hockey is the reverse. It's the game first and then the players. 100%. I think that's it's almost a good thing. Like That's just kind of what our reputation as hockey players. Like, most hockey players are pretty solid dudes, pretty down-to-earth and uh, pretty chill guys, but uh, not that they're not in basketball. Basketball guys are great. Um, I, mean, I think their their image comes like in their their brand, I, I guess is the right word. Is, is is more important to them than, than anything else. And, and it's, it's smart because there's not that many guys on an NBA team. And, I mean, you got a guy like LeBron that, or like Michael Jordan, obviously, with, with his shoes and stuff. Like, that stuff turns into a, another business of itself. And, I mean, not that they're not part of a team, but it's just not shown as much as hockey. Like, you don't see Sidney Crosby, like, doing as much individual stuff as anyone in the NBA. And he's the best player in the league. And even a guy like McDavid. Like, those guys are all team-first oriented. And uh, I think it's just... Kind of paying respect to to our roots of, of being hockey players and those classy guys that I mean kind of paved the, the path that we we're on right now. So I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. One counterpoint I would issue to that Let's is as Sid and 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 Mc, and Connor are team guys, LeBron is also very much a team guy. No he's, doubt, he's not trying to get scoring records or trying to drop seven eighty one points in a game. He's mm-hmm. like. You know, I mean, in the in the last NBA Finals, I don't know. Did you watch any of it against the Warriors? Oh yeah, and I'm not talking down to basketball players at all. I'm just saying like we're structured a little bit more different in the, like the way that you're perceived as as a hockey player. And, and and basketball players, I mean, they got best of both worlds. Those guys don't have to wear suits to a game. Like I'm so jealous of that. Really? They throw on. God, you pretty, look sharp in a suit though. <laughs> I don't know about that. What man. do you mean? It's like you know, Lundqvist <laughs> has made like a second career out of he being has, like the sharpest has. man in the NHL. Yeah, he's a stud. He's a stud. But no, yeah, like basketball it. players are just. It's different than a it's a it's a different sport. So I mean, they're they're lucky in that aspect, but uh, I respect those guys a, a ton for what they do. But it's just it's just different, different culture. Seeing as though you're a millennial, who are the who are the guys who you look at their IG pages and you wish that not, maybe not wish, but you're like, I respect how much of an individual this person is mm-hmm. and how much this guy cares about his brand. Now, I'll, I'll, a couple names for you: Odell Beckham Jr., Russell Westbrook. Uh, I think I'm trying to think of guys your own age uh, or that are around your age. Um, Steph Curry, Kyrie. Let me think of a baseball guy or a football. Oh no, Odell Beckham is probably the most famous of the football young football. There, there guys. isn't really a guy that would go ahead of OBJ. Like that guy's, he's got it figured out. And I mean, I, <laughs> like even he like does. even his like his style is just like 
he's got to figure it out. Like it's sick, and his uh, he's got a lot of swag out there. And I mean, the way he moves is just even guy can dance too, man. Like yeah. it's, it's sick. So I get a kick out of his his page. Like that's sick. Um, but again, like we're never going to get to that. I don't think. You like, don't think? I mean, I wish. Guys, but... look how handsome you are. <laughs> Guy, put a, a couple of blonde streaks in there. <laughs> yeah. Guy, you have, you have a little bit of a baby fro. Like that, that, yeah, that oh, yeah. there could just, be. Just wait. I'll see you in a couple months and it's going to be out to here. Throw yeah, a pick Guy, in that thing. Dude, let that grow. Okay, I will. Let, I will. will you? Just for you. <laughs> see if I can fit my helmet on. Guy, let that grow. I think Yager, didn't Yager have a mullet for the last yeah. year or a couple, a couple yeah. of years? Yeah. I mean, if he can do it, that's, he, that that's dude is a I mean, that guy can do whatever he wants, right? <laughs> he yeah. Okay, I know you got to get out of here, but tell us once again, uh, do you know when this, when this content piece uh, yeah, with the sentence comes? Yeah, oh, it comes out today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So, yeah. so for you guys listening. Sorry, say that again. Powered by accuracy.ca. Powered by, and then it'll be on your social media. Yeah, you can just Max check out my Twitter. Domi at, on, on Twitter. On Twitter, and then just at Max. On How'd you get Instagram. at Max on IG? Man, I just messaged the guy. And Which guy? The guy that had it. And I was like, assuming he was going to make me pay for it or whatever. And, and he responded like a month later. I was like, oh, he's never going to see this anyways. Everyone's probably trying to get a hold of it. He just responded with uh, a period. And I was like, yo, what? And looked at his thing and it said max.done with like three E's. So I was like, seriously? He actually gassed his name? I didn't even have to do anything? And it was like kind of inactive. It was like just like a picture of like landscapes or whatever. So got right on it, messaged my uh, guy in the Coyotes, the media guy. He hit up the Instagram uh, girl from the NHL and got it for me like within a couple hours. I'm so jealous. I you know. just got at max. Yeah, <laughs> there are literally millions of maxes. I and know. You got. You're yeah. the one. You're the max. Yeah, well, it's pretty cool, I guess. <sighs> I'm jealous of you for many reasons, my friend, and that's just one of them. Likewise, uh, my man. <laughs> well, listen, it was great meeting you. Good luck this season, and uh, good luck with the campaign with Ascensio. Thank you very much. You Our too. Brother. Thank you for listening to Max Domi. This was Cabby Presents the podcast. Oh, yeah.